This is How We See It, a look at issues that impact our faith and community. For the next few minutes, we'll explore topics with people who are making a difference in our world. This spring, the motion picture Father Stew was released nationwide. It's based on the true story of Father Stuart Long, played by Mark Wahlberg. The movie also co-stars Mel Gibson and Jackie Weaver, who play Father Stew's colorful and a bit gritty parents. Teresa Ruiz plays Carmen, who was one of his love interests. According to the website IMDb, it's already grossed over $21 million worldwide. And on today's program, I want to welcome by telephone Father Bart Tolleson, who was a friend of the real-life Father Stu. Father Bart, welcome to the program. Good to be with you, John. So where are you currently? Well, I'm assigned currently at the cathedral in Helena, Montana. How did you meet Father Stu? Yeah, I didn't have anything to do with Montana growing up. I grew up in Dallas, Texas. I went to school at a very uh, Protestant school in Chicago called Wheaton College. And then from there went on to get a Ph.D. in communication at Regent University in Virginia Beach. When I was at Regent, I had a Catholic professor who invited me for my first time in my life to attend a Catholic Mass. And I was raised to be very suspicious of Catholicism. So I attended Mass and was really moved by the Mass, began to study the teachings of the Church, really studied Catholicism for a couple of years, and decided to become Catholic in 1994 at the Easter Vigil, converted to the Catholic faith. And from there, priesthood came a few years later on down the road. I was back in Texas. I decided to become a priest for my home state and the Diocese of Dallas, Texas, but during that period of time as a seminarian, my sister got married. She moved to Montana. She began having kids. I have one sibling. And then my parents bought a place in Montana. And so it seemed like my family was beginning to migrate up to Montana. And so having visited the state several times, I began to discern perhaps coming up to Montana to become a priest. And in the course of that, with my spiritual director and, and in seminary, uh, it was decided to really give a thorough investigation to the Diocese of Helena before I made a decision. So I had a, a friend who was studying at Mount Angel in Oregon at the seminary, and so I reached out to him and I said, listen, I'm trying to find a, a, a seminarian for the Diocese of Helena. Do you know anybody? And I was sent the name of Stuart Long, and that was in 2005. So I emailed Stu in 2005 as a seminarian for the Diocese of Dallas. I was studying in Houston. And Stu emailed back, and he was like, yeah, I think you'd be great to come on up here and be a, be a priest for the Diocese of Helena. So in 2006, I made the official transfer in seminary from being sponsored by Dallas, Texas, to being sponsored by Helena, Montana. And in 2006, the summer of 2006, I met Stu face-to-face. We had an email correspondence, but we met face-to-face. A few weeks later, we spent some time up on the Indian Reservation where he was assigned for the summer. And we really got to know each other then and really hit it off as friends. Was he sick at the time? Well, sort of. <laughs> Stu had had, in the, in, at Christmas 2005, he had had hip replacement surgery from some old athletic injuries. And, and he was having a bit of a slow, slow go of recovery. He walked fine at the time and didn't seem to indicate he had any other problems. But he moved slowly. And at the end of our time at the Indian Reservation in the summer of 2006, we had one last dinner together out at a nice place. And afterwards, we, he said, Let, let's sit down here before we get in the car. And we did. And 
Stu was kind of telling me, he goes, you know, I'm, I've been having some issues, and I think it might be from the hip surgery, but when I was in seminary the last few months, I would, I would be trying to dress myself, and it was like all the energy just got drained out of my body, and I was having a hard time just buttoning my shirt, and I just kind of sat there for a while, and then finally I kind of regained a little bit of mobility, and he goes, I wonder if it's my, my hip surgery if something went wrong with it he goes i i think now i'm gonna have to get a doctor to look at it i i thought i could just kind of tough it out but i think i'm gonna have to get a doctor to look at it and it wasn't too long after that in the fall of 2006 they initially had diagnosed him with polymyositis which is a far lesser form of of what he had and they started treating him for that but the doctor in oregon state sent him on to a specialist in california in los angeles and from there, he was diagnosed, I think, at the end of 2006, beginning of 2007, with full inclusion body myositis, mm. which is what he had. Yeah, yeah. Um, and for those who uh, have not seen the movie, we'll try to avoid some of the spoilers, but I had to ask that question. So, uh, Father Bart, were you involved in any of the movie production or served as a consult in the movie? Just marginally, and it was in the very, very end, right before they, they were beginning to shoot, and even in the first week of production, I got some calls and just a few questions about Stu's personality as, as, as Mark was trying to kind of bring this to the screen about Bill Long, and just a few little tips on things I observed that they may want to focus on, but nothing significant in terms of forming the script or the story or how that all came to be. Were there any of the any of the movies shot in the area in y'all's area? So I know that there was initially they were going to shoot it all in California, and I think somewhere along in the production toward the end, Rosslyn convinced uh, Mark Wahlberg that they needed to get some shots in Montana. So they came to Montana for I think three or four days. It was my understanding a shot outside of Columbia, Montana, which is not near Helena, but there was, it's very scenic, and so there's a few of the shots that are indeed in Montana. Okay. Did you get to meet any of the stars at all? Well, you know, at, at, at the premiere, I, I, I met Wal, uh, Mark Wahlberg a couple of times at different screenings, and uh, we've talked on the phone, and, and, and Rosalind Ross came and met her. She was delightful and very savvy, very smart, and uh, Mel Gibson I spoke to on the phone actually several times, so... What's it like to have your secretary say, uh, Mel Gibson's on line three? Well, one is I don't have a secretary, so it's just calling, <laughs> calling on my cell phone that, that got given out by Bill Long. And you're like looking at like, well, someone from California is calling. And normally I don't take unlisted callers, but uh, I, he had said they'd probably be calling. So I did. I took it. And, and uh, yeah, so it was it was good. You know, they're just human beings, too. And no, I know. But it's a good thing. <laughs> I could see if that was me and my staff. I'm like, I got Mel Gibson online on my phone. Everybody gather around just to listen. My belief, my strong firm belief, is Stu has kind of directed this whole project from his, from where he's at. Right. And and I don't think it was accidental. And so I was very focused on the mission of this movie and the mission that goes beyond this movie when I spoke to those guys. So I was kind of really more. Uh, like I have, you know, I have to kind of serve this greater ideal than worry about who's on the phone. Sure. You know, this is, this guy's bigger than anybody. So, you know, you, and, and Stu is pretty pushy even from the other side. So you have to really focus on that to stay on the straight and narrow. Sure. You mentioned the mission of this movie. What was the mission? What is the mission? 
Well, I think for Wahlberg, it was really just to get the story of Stu out there, to put it on the big screen so people could hear about it, learn about it. Now, the the actual story and the way the film depicts it, there are some differences, but honestly, what I tell people is the film gets all the general beats of Stu's life correct, but there's a lot of things that happen that the film doesn't go into because they only had two hours, and I thought, I thought Rosalind did a great job of putting it together and condensing things. But beyond that, it's really a, a story of hope, particularly for those who are suffering, for those who feel defeated in suffering, that kind of born in this ashes of suffering, there's a hope to a greater life and to eternal life that's born. And uh, really, Stu took this you know, really tragic sort of diagnosis that he had and lifted people up into hope to say, you know, our Lord suffered, he carried the cross, I'm suffering, I'm carrying the cross, but this all leads to heaven, and heaven is a real place, and heaven is worth suffering for, and is even worth dying for. And that's the message of this movie, and that's the message I hope that goes beyond this movie. Do you think, knowing Father Stu as you did, do you think he would be happy with this movie? I think Stu would see this movie as a beginning to get his his story and basically his mission from heaven out there. So in some ways, I think he's happy with the film. I think he's probably really happy that Mel Gibson played his dad. I think there's a special connection there. But beyond that, I think Stu is like, he's not going to be satisfied with just a movie. Uh, Stu was never satisfied with just like sit back on our rolls and rest. He was always like, let's go the next step forward. Let's move closer. Let's keep going. There was never a break for Stu. And so I think for where this message in Stu's story goes, it continues forward. Did you have a chance to meet the real parents? Oh, yes. I was very close. I mean, I still know Bill Long very well. We speak almost every week. Um, and uh, were, and they depict, were, were they right there? I mean, were they depicted well? And they used a lot of colorful language. Was that true yeah. to form? I think so. I mean, one thing I will say this is Stu's sister that's not depicted in the film. She said, you know, every bad word I ever learned was from Stu. So if that tells you <laughs> anything about the guy that she grew up with. But uh, there was some tension with Stu and Bill. I think it was in real life, it was probably more subtle. You know, you hang around with them and you pick up on it a little bit. But uh, I think Rawson wanted to make it more overt so people knew very clearly that there was some tension with these two guys as God kind of healed the relationship through Stu's illness, which is very beautiful to witness. Kathleen, too, one of the beautiful things about Kathleen is she eventually became Catholic before she passed away. And uh, she was kind of a, a rough-and-tumble woman, but she was a great mother. She, uh, she was a really good mentor to Stu and uh, kept Stu in line a lot of times. And so I, I think maybe one of the things that's overlooked a little bit in the film is Kathleen's greatness. And the conversion she had, because it was very profound as well. So it was, a, it was an honor. To, I actually brought Kathleen into the church when she was uh, dying and, and did her funeral, and it was, you know, it was just a, an amazing woman, mm. truly. It's interesting that you'll have kids that will get involved in youth group, but the parents really aren't involved in church. But as they become more involved, the parents become more involved in church activities and maybe even see a conversion. And although Stu was older— a young adult, or maybe a little bit older than a young adult, he came into the church and, and in a roundabout way brought his parents to the faith. Yes, 
I mean, and the thing about Stu is, you know, he didn't, he preached on him a little bit, but not too much. But them getting to witness his ministry and his sacrifices, his joy, and uh, Bill particularly getting to, you know, really care for him, you know, take him around to all these different things uh, was really what kind of, I think, the light went off to say, there is something to all of this faith that our son is living out. Maybe we should really consider it. Because this is the kind of faith we we think we can really believe in and and place our hope and our life in. Because it's a real faith. It's not just living by the rules. It's living for God in whatever moment and whatever situation you're in. One final question. Is there a a funny story that we didn't see in the movie that you guys did that, like, man, I'm never going to forget this one? Or maybe a big conversion or, or something profound that happened? You know, there was a lot of things. For me personally, I, I mean, I can tell all kinds of funny stories. I mean, one of my favorite things was the wheelchair joust. There was another guy he lived with who was an electric wheelchair, and they would, like, take their wheelchairs full speed into each other and try to knock each other out of the wheelchairs. <laughs> and it would scare everyone to death. Uh, the residents and the, and the people that worked at Big Sky were running around trying to stop it, and Stu just thought it was hilarious. So, I, to, I mean, I always laughed, and... I always ask him, hey, isn't that a little dangerous? He goes, no, it's not dangerous. We're just having a little fun. I'm like, well, I hope no one dies. But anyway, (laughs) but I think for me, a more profound thing was uh, from what I can been able to piece together, I think Stu has actually heard the last confession he heard was mine. And it was a very profound confession for me. I mean, even priests go to confession. Uh, We need to go to confession. Dear Lord, I hope we're all going to confession. But it was a very profound moment for me because Stu was near death, and just some of the things he challenged me with and shared with me were, were profound. And so I think that's, for me, as a, as a priest, you know, a brother I was ordained with that became a good friend. I, I watched his progression into illness, but I also watched this incredible, powerful priestly ministry that he had and how he influenced so many people's lives toward Christ. And, and then to be able to receive that, that gift of his, you know, hearing my last, con- you know, his last confession to be heard was mine. Mm. And, uh, you know, kind of what I take away from that in my own priestly ministry, serving that. The movie is Father Stew, and you can find it out on Blu-ray, DVD. I'm sure you can find it online. Father Bart, thank you so much for your insight and your gift in sharing your relationship with Father Stuart Long. Thank you so much. Good to be with you, John. Blessings to you. Father Bart Tolleson of the Diocese of Helena, Montana, has been our guest today, and that's how we see it.